Welcome to BitFirst Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name is Adam Lustek, a web developer from Northern California and Central Illinois. So jumping right into it, uh, a few bits of news. Um, WordPress uh, is recommending version, uh, P, uh, well, with the new version of WordPress, 4.9.5, they're recommending uh PHP version 7.2. So it's a little bit of a change. Um, 7.0 was already deprecated for PHP, and it's just kind of the next logical step. Um, It's still part of the problem, though, that not all plugins are 7.2 compatible. You know, I even have a handful of sites I'm still trying to fix the plugins or wait for um, newer versions uh, that do still need to run on 7.0. But it's getting there, uh, and it's definitely better. Uh, 7.2 is quicker, um, so you know it's by all means worth checking out. Plus, you know having the latest version uh, for the various security fixes and things uh, definitely critical. So do your best or mitigate those types of issues best you can. Um, but uh, something to check out and make sure that uh, you take a look and see what you're running, especially on those shared hosts. Uh, it's worth kind of seeing what PHP version you're running under. For newer hosts or newer accounts, um, oftentimes it's at least 7.1. Uh, but if you've been on a host for a long time, maybe it's running 5 point something. And uh, oftentimes it, it's become a lot easier now. You can really just like drop down and pick the version you want. Uh, so you could just try like 7.2 and see if it works. and if it doesn't, maybe go to 7.1 if it's available. Uh, but basically, anything better than some something in the 5.0 series. Um, but something to keep in mind uh, and definitely worth checking out. Uh, our syslog. This is kind of a bit of uh, on the techier side, uh, but if you use our syslog for um, sending or storing uh, logging on your servers. Uh, version 8.34 is now supporting uh, dynamic multi-level wildcards. And what this means is that if you are using wildcards to, say, pick up these log files to to add to the log, um, you could already use uh, uh, wildcards like those asterisks or stars, but um, you would normally have to kind of restart the service to pick up updated changes. Uh, this isn't required anymore, uh, so you can dynamically uh, pull in new logs as they're added, depending on where you've put them. Uh, so this was made possible by a large rewrite of the IM file module within there. Um, and you know, practically speaking, what might you use this for? Uh, well, in my case, I use this for uh, logging to a service called Logly, and what I do is I have a wildcard out to where all my Nginx logs are, and I, I use a JSON format log file uh, so that it gets uh, picked up and sent over to Logly via our syslog. But this means that any new WordPress site I provision, their log files will just be automatically picked up, and I don't even have to restart the logging service to uh, see those changes and to be like, okay, I'm going to have to add that to my automation. Uh, it will just start 
sending on in. So really cool. Um, kind of definitely on the techier side, but hey, if you're using that kind of stuff, really useful. Um, a couple links and resources and stuff that um, I've used or found of interest. Uh, another color application, uh, something called colors.co. That's C-O-O-L-O-R-S dot C-O. Uh, it's one of my favorite applications for choosing colors and making palettes. Um, it does make it pretty quick and easy to hone in on a color palette. Uh, basically, you can pick a color and then like lock it and then just keep hitting spacebar to get variations on uh, complementary colors and that kind of thing. And then you can lock the ones you want to hone in on a scheme that you're, you're a fan of. Uh, but definitely something to check out. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's helped me a ton. Uh, I try to use a number of different color tools. I talked about one in my uh, last week's podcast, but uh, this is another one that's uh, pretty handy. Switching gears a little bit, um, PowerShell, uh, there is a great um, module released by uh, uh, Kevin Marquette, um, or at least one that I just recently found, at least, um, called uh, the uh, PowerShell Chronometer. And although this isn't, this has been done kind of before. I like the way that this one was um, working. Uh, but basically, what it allowed you to do is uh, apply this against a script you're running, and it will line for each line of code. It will give you the execution time. Really handy to figure out what parts of your code is running, and if it's running well or quickly, or where do you need to kind of work on some optimization, if at all. Uh, so just a really cool, handy thing. Um, I've used it only a little bit, um, but I'm hoping to apply that more often to my scripts and see, oh, these are some great places to find some place, you know, a line for an improvement or the code that really needs to be optimized. So well worth checking out. Uh, the last little bit of resource that I had um, that I was interested in, uh, something called stockio.com. Uh, it's just another stock uh, photography website, but... I think they do a pretty good job. Plus, they also have uh, vectors, videos, icons, and fonts uh, for use both commercially and personally. I use this and a bunch of others uh, for projects that require stock images. Um, they've just got good ones. Uh, one kind of cool thing I noticed on how, you know, when you go to an image on there, on the right-hand side, you'll see, like, a little palette of colors that's picked out of the image. Kind of cool to see if it, like, fits in your general color scheme that you're trying to go for the site. Um, yeah, just a really cool resource. So on to kind of the last topic I want to talk about. Um, it's really one that uh, I started thinking about, you know, with the last week's podcast a bit, which is, you know, with all the various regulations and, um, you know, standards and things that you have to uh, comply with, you know, how, how do you as a web developer, especially if you're a single or lone web developer like myself, you know, kind of keep up and um, adhere to all of these? And it's hard. It is really hard to do. Um, you know, what you do end up having to be is kind of a voracious uh, reader and um, have to be very aware of all the news um, coming out and everything going on. So. It takes a lot of work and a lot of effort, um, but, you know, you, you 
you have to be aware of this, especially for, you know, legal concerns and that kind of stuff. So, you know, how do, how do I go about doing this? Um, well, you know, same kind of things. I make sure to read a lot of industry news, um, make sure that I'm especially constantly evaluating the security and privacy aspects and knowing that I'm not going to get it perfect, but I'm going to always keep striving to get there. Uh, and a lot of that is just taking a look at, all right, what am I doing now? How does this fit into the framework of things uh, going forward? You know, what can I be doing better? Uh, you know, in the case of um, the new EU regulations, uh, you know, even if they don't necessarily apply to every site I'm doing, I need to think about it. You know, how might it and how might in the future it could apply? You know, the kind of things that they're talking about are very much um, aspects that we've all, you know, thought in the industry for sure and been thinking about for a long time and to various degrees implemented. But really, it's it's kind of around user rights. And if you think about it, like if you are going to a website, they're the same things that you would expect. I want to know what people are collecting about me. I want to know that I've consented to allowing people to collect that. And you know what? I, I want to be, I want to have the ability to uh, have that data removed. You know, I, I can see it on both sides how, you know, you, there's certain data and things that you want to collect that you need, um, especially on the marketing end or uh, that just make your life easier. Um, but on the other hand, you have to balance that with the privacy and security requirements. You know, if if for some reason, say your hike, your site gets hacked, um, something happens, um, what are you unhooked for? You know, if if it's just informational and all of your and you're doing, you, you don't really have anything of value. Sure, it's not a big deal. But if you do, then you know, how are you dealing with this? And kind of adhering to these types of things will make your life easier. But that goes along with any of the regulations, like uh, PCI DSS, which is for all of the um, e-commerce credit card transactions. Um, if you are engaging in the e-commerce space and you need to take in uh, that stuff, then you have to adhere to those standards. That one's not a law, but there are certainly penalties. And if you are, if you want to continue processing credit cards, then you need to adhere to that. So, you know, that's just another standard. But for example, if you are an e-commerce site that is catering to EU citizens well you have to do both and you have to be aware of everything around that uh so i mean there are lots of resources out there but i have learned that there's a lot of confusion there's not like a one-stop shop for okay if you do this then you need to do that but if you're doing this and not that then don't worry about it you know it, it's very hard to kind of parse through everything and decide all right what do i have to decide and what you know, what, what matters and what doesn't. So it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. Um, I'm still going through all of these things myself, and I'm trying to come up with a way, like, how do I personally document everything that I need to follow, that I need to do, that I need to be aware of? Um, you know, I, I make my life a little bit easier because I generally just cater to a small business. Um, but say I want to, you know, branch out and do larger companies and work more in that 
you know, regard, then I have to be more aware of those kind of things and be very cognizant of it. And, you know, and that's just talking about, you know, in, in life in general as a web developer or, you know, business in general, what do you have to be aware of? But that's just on top of everything else that you as a developer might have to be tracking, such as, you know, uh, how's my site work on all devices? What's my copy? What is my images? Uh, how fast does it load? Um, is it accessible? I mean, there are so many aspects to the design um, and the production of a site. You know, although there are tools out there that make it easier, there's a lot um, that you might not really think about. And that is part of the appeal to using someone such as myself to, you know, go through it just because, you know, I have to live that. I have to be very aware of it and incorporate that. Um, whereas um, other services, you might not see that. But, you know, for me personally as a uh, developer, how do I make sure that I stay up so that I can do a good job? It, it's tough. You know, I think the best thing you can do is just be smart about um, following all of the relevant industry news and uh, privacy and security type news out there. Because there are privacy aspects or laws that get created that might not directly impact or be written directly for it, but could impact you uh, regardless. Um, that is the case with a several new laws that have just been passed. Um, but you know they they do you know deal with uh, freedom of speech and those kind of things. And so you'd be like, okay, wait a second, what do I allow people to say or do on my site? And how do I have to worry about uh, monitoring and or tracking that? So, I mean, you really have to be aware of everything going on. Uh, but it's hard. And no one gets it, you know, perfect or right the first time every time, but always striving for that ideal. And so that's kind of one of my goals in the long run is to really write all this down in such a way that it makes it somewhat easier to get through. But you know, it, it is hard, and um, I'm looking forward to more guidance and clearer things come out of all of this, which I do think is the general trend, is having clear privacy policies, clear security policies, a bit more um, clarity around all of this. Um, so as a developer, just be on the lookout for that stuff. But yeah, that was kind of my, you know, my final bit of note is, you know, what, <laughs> if you are in this world and you're dealing with this and it's not just web developers it's really any industry that has to deal with any sort of regulation or um any sort of uh you know standards that you need to apply to you know how do you keep up with it uh and it it is difficult but it's worth it because it makes you better and it makes your site and your product better so you know I wish the best of luck to everyone who has to do that, and um, I'm certainly welcoming of ideas or resources that make that easier. Uh, so by all means, send them my way. So follow this podcast on Twitter at bitvbyte and Facebook at slash bitvbyte. Uh, thank you for listening, and please join us next week.